Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with a roundup of the latest developments in the war in Ukraine. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says tens of thousands of people are likely to have died during the Russian siege of Mariupol. He was addressing Parliament in South Korea. South Korea has provided non-lethal military supplies, but it says providing anything more could impact its ability to defend itself. President Zelensky highlighted the plight faced by southern and eastern areas of Ukraine. The BBC's Mark Lowen reports from Kiev. President Zelensky said Mariupol had been burned to ashes and that tens of thousands of people are likely to have been killed there, a claim that, if confirmed, would be the highest number of dead in one area. Ukrainian marines there say their ammunition is running out and speak of their final battle, adding it's death for some of us and captivity for the rest. Ukraine has stepped up efforts to move residents of the eastern Donbass region to safety, organising six extra trains from Donetsk and Luhansk. The European Union's foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell, said the Donbass was now expected to become the main focus of Russian attacks. The Russian troops are massing on the east to launch an attack into Donbass. The Ukrainians are very much aware of that. So uh, I'm afraid that the next day the war will increase on the Donbass. The BBC's Dan Johnson is in the western city of Lviv. The death toll from the rocket attack on Kramatorsk station on Friday has also risen this morning. 57 people died there, we know now. More than 100 were treated in hospital. So that's underlined the risks that people face, even when they do take the decision to leave to try to get to safety. The warning from the Ukrainian president is that there's a great battle to come in the east. He thinks the Russian offensive there is about to seriously intensify, and that's why he wants to bolster Ukrainian defences and get more of his people to move to a safer place. Meanwhile, survivors of the fighting in the south of Ukraine have told the BBC of the harrowing journeys they've endured to escape and of Russian troops deliberately targeting civilians. Tom Bateman reports from the city of Zaporizhia in southeastern Ukraine, where people fleeing the war have sought refuge. Serhii stops me and wants to talk. He's filling two plastic bags with trousers and jumpers. His village was caught in the crossfire. He says Russian soldiers forced him into his home, demanding vodka, stealing his money, his phone, even his shoes. And he says one put a gun to his chest. He cocked his weapon and pulled the trigger. But the weapon had a stoppage. Me and my wife were holding our hands together. We thought that's it for us. But the round jammed. On the front lines of the war, Ukrainian soldiers are being joined by a growing number of foreign volunteers who've travelled to Ukraine to fight. That's in spite of several governments, including the UK and the US, urging its citizens not to enter the conflict. The BBC's Emma Vardy has been speaking to some of those choosing to fight alongside Ukrainians. Over FaceTime, I'm speaking with AJ Spence, a former soldier with the British Army who travelled to Ukraine from Belfast in Northern Ireland. It was just too much to watch, you know. It's like asking a firefighter to walk past a burning house and not do anything, you know. Most ex-veterans like myself probably feel exactly the same way, that they couldn't sit back and just watch the destruction. We also heard from the people organising the volunteers. We turn away anyone who doesn't have combat experience uh, and we turn away people who don't pass 
our individual assessments. Damien McGrew has been helping to communicate with new recruits. Do you worry at all this could attract the wrong people with wrong motivations? I won't lie to you, we've seen quite a lot of these, especially in the early days, uh, and I hope that we've now been sufficiently clear in our communication that this, this is not Call of Duty, it's not a video game, uh, it's a war, and we need people that know their way around the battlefield. Elsewhere, the World Bank says Ukraine needs financial support immediately. It expects the country's economy to shrink by 45% this year. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. Countries across Central Europe and Central Asia are likely to see reduced economic growth as they struggle with refugees, lower remittances from Russia, as well as rising prices for everything from food to oil. And France's ambassador to Ukraine says a group of 15 French police officers have arrived in the country to help their Ukrainian counterparts investigate suspected Russian war crimes. On Sunday, Ukraine's Prosecutor General Irina Venediktova said the bodies of more than 1,200 people had been found in the Kiev region since Russian forces withdrew. Russia denies it's targeting civilians and says videos of streets strewn with bodies were faked. Those are the latest developments on day 47 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.